Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jared Mueller, editor over at Browns Wire, joins me now on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Uh, happy Memorial Day, my friend. Hopefully you're doing well. Yeah, you too, buddy. It's, it's good to talk to you. Hopefully, you know, we, we honor the fallen and we... We keep the the most important things, the most important things, and we get to talk about sports. Of course, man, of course. You know how we roll here. Uh, so, Jared, you know, to start things off, you know, the David, David Njoku signs his extension, four years, $56.8 million on Friday. What was your initial reaction? And, you know, after having some time to think about it as well, you know, what are your thoughts on the deal for, for Njoku and the Browns? You know, I think it's one of the, the rare times in sports where, the team is paying for what they expect and kind of what they saw glimpses of. So many times when we analyze deals, whether it's as fans or media, we analyze what, what did the player do without the realization that if the player did that for the last four or five years, especially in the NFL where everybody gets beat up and injuries start to take a toll, maybe not in the big ways, but in a lot of the small ways with explosiveness and those kind of things, we're used to looking back and saying, well, what did he do to earn this contract? But good teams pay for what a player is going to do under that contract. So for me, I think it was maybe a slight overpay, maybe a, maybe even more than that. But the reality is the Browns are betting on Deshaun Watson, who really likes using tight ends, to really get the most out of a really athletic Njoku. And production at the tight end position is a really unique one. So they're paying for what they think he can do. So for me, it's money, right? Andrew Barry has really kind of started to act like there is going to be no salary cap that he will figure everything out. Maybe it's going to jump a hundred million, whatever, but he is acting as if the salary cap is not going to be a big deal, at least for these kind of core players. And I think for the Browns rewarding Ward and Chubb and Garrett, and now in Joku really starts to reward your guys, as opposed to only paying for the John Johnson's, you know, even the Wyatt Teller who was, you know, traded for Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, they're giving away big contracts to their guys, the homegrown talent. And that is that says something for an organization. Well, with with that being said as well, I, do you think that, you know, the tight end position, you know, could be coming for a reset because of the fact that, you know, Kyle Pitts obviously was selected last year. He's going to have a deal in a, in a couple of years anyway. But, you know, you have TJ Hawkinson who should be coming up soon as well. Do you think that it's always kind of Andrew Barry getting ahead of the curve when it comes to just that position uh, in particular because of the fact that you're kind of due for a little bit of a reset here? Yeah, I think that's a great point, Mac. You know, normally when we talk about kind of premium positions, we're talking about positions that there's scarcity, right? Supply and demand. It's, you know, the simple mathematics, economics kind of stuff. 
But normally, you know, quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, cornerback, no, those are kind of those rare positions. And somehow a wide receiver has kind of snuck in as that fifth kind of premiumly paid position, despite the fact that there's a ton of them, right? Like, bluntly, there are just a ton of wide receivers out there where there isn't is tight end. And so I think you're exactly right. I think he is looking ahead. I think he's looking at there aren't a lot of really athletic players. Njoku is still young. You know, all of those kind of things kind of play a role. So let's go ahead and get ahead of it. But I don't think get ahead of it just to get ahead of it. I think it's get ahead of it with this player who's been on your team, all of those kind of things, and with a quarterback who really uses, you know, that kind of seam tight end uh, particularly well. Jared, are you worried about the the Browns receiving cores outside of Amari Cooper? You know, I'm not, to be honest. Quarterbacks, we haven't really seen this, but quarterbacks raise the level of, of the wide receivers around them. And so, you know, Tom Brady got Deion Branch paid big time in Seattle, and we've seen it in a ton of other examples. And so if they have some talent, it's going to be up to Watson's ball placement, timing, accuracy, all of that. Because Stefanski's offense, even last year and the years before that, really have schemed open a lot of big plays. They just haven't been hit, and we don't need to spend time arguing about <laughs> Baker Mayfield. They just have not been hit. And so the reality is I think Amari Cooper, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, Normally, we're a year ahead when we get kind of hyped up about a player or a team. I think we were a year ahead on Donovan Peoples-Jones, but everyone was raving about him, right? Baker, you know, OBJ, Jarvis, the media, the fans, everyone was raving about DPJ last year, last training camp. He didn't have the year that everybody would have wanted, but he was pretty explosive. So you put him in there. I think David Bell is ready to go as a, as a seasoned player, a seasoned route runner. Anthony Schwartz can be kind of your gadget player who can take the top off the defense. I think they, and then Jakeem Grant can kind of add a little bit of that as well, where he can do a lot of different things kind of in that he's a punt returner. So if you get him in some of those bubble screens and some of those actions, you can do a lot of things. So I'm not as worried because they believe their quarterback can make a difference, whether that'll be for 12 games 10 games, whatever that number is, that's a different conversation. But I'm not overly worried about it because they do have that true number one, and it's Watson's job to raise the ships of everybody else. Now, I'm curious, Jared, on your thoughts on this, because I know you and I have had have talked about this off the air, but, you know, with some of the wide receivers that are available, obviously, you know, Mary Kay Cabot reported the fact that, you know, they haven't really had as, many, as much talks when it comes to Will Fuller. There's not any – they're – they're not one of the two teams that's in on T.Y. Hilton. But, you know, for you, if you look at the Browns and, you know, looking at the, the roster construction here, if you were the Browns, would you rather add a veteran receiver or would you rather, you know, maybe keep somebody around like even an Isaiah Weston, you know, the undrafted free agent that, you know, a lot of people are kind of raving about as well? You know, for me, it, it would be kind of the younger guy, um, only because there's a reason all these guys are on the wide receiver. You know, the people that are left, whether it's injuries, which is the majority of these older kind of players. Obviously, Will Fuller has a relationship with Watson and did well with Watson, but he doesn't play very often because he's often hurt. And it sounds like he still thinks he's going to get some kind of big money. And so uh, from a positional perspective, you know, Isaiah West and Michael Woods, uh, there are some players that I think can do some things. And the Browns, while Injury is – you know, not acting like the salary cap's going to matter. It does matter, and they want to have as much rollover cap space as possible. And while it's not a ton, you know, if you're going to pay $2.5 million or even up to $5 million, whatever Jarvis got down in New Orleans, that starts to eat away at kind of that rollover money. And so for me, if they're going to spend money, a defensive tackle makes more sense. 
I'm always going to ask for more edge rushers, uh, some of those kind of guys. And so I would rather see what Weston can do, develop a young, hopefully cheap guy, either Weston, Michael Woods, and obviously Anthony Schwartz, right? They, they invested a third-round pick in him. I, I want to see them give him an opportunity. So even if you add a Hilton, a Fuller, Julio Jones, you know, he's the guy I keep coming back to because Andrew Barry's history, even when he strikes out, right, he struck out on Jadavion Clowney and Tack McKinley. He got them a year later. Struck out on Julio Jones. He tried to make that trade to, with Tennessee last year. I'm not sorry, with Atlanta that Tennessee ended up making. So I, I keep him kind of in the back of my mind as a possible player because obviously Barry was interested in him. But otherwise, you know, I just think it makes a lot of sense to really develop those younger guys so you can kind of keep your core together but have a lot of young guys on cheap contracts who, again, Watson, Stefanski, it's their job to make something of those players. Now, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned in there, too, you were talking about defensive tackle. We were talking about that earlier. And, you know, I mentioned the fact that I don't think Joe Woods is really going to run that, you know, traditional nose tackle that, you know, everybody expects that's, you know, that immovable wall essentially in the middle of your defensive line. But at the same time, I could still see them adding somebody in free agency. You know, what are your thoughts on the defensive tackle position in particular, but also on some of the free agents that are still kind of sitting out there at this point? You know, obviously the big new name is Ndamukong Sue. I think he's an interesting player. Uh, Akeem Hicks is another one that could that could really step into that role. You know, play the nose, play the three-tech, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I think the Browns have shown you that they don't value that nose tackle, that one technique, um, for a variety of reasons, even before getting to Sean Watson, even before, you know, maybe having a more explosive offense. I think they look at, you know, just from an analytical perspective, that even if the other team is good at running the ball, they're going to be better, right? So, And then they expect that they're going to be a really good passing team. And so they kind of a Peyton Manning when they had Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. Really their goal was to let the offense score, get the offense to score, and then, you know, have the defense kind of pin their ears back. And I think even at the in the middle of the defensive line, the Browns kind of have that mentality unless, and again, I use this unless, unless an Aaron Donald type, right? There are there are very few Aaron Donalds and J.J. Watts who are kind of that top-tier defensive tackle. So if they have an opportunity for one of those kind of guys, sure, they're going to go after it. Besides that, I really do believe they think everybody else is kind of at a similar level. So, yes, if one of the veterans can come in, great, um, but they're not really depending on those guys. They're going to run a lot of Clowney, Winovich, and Garrett kind of lines. Uh, and see kind of what Alex Wright can do, uh, as well as Isaiah Thomas. But, I, you know, I don't know if those names, again, for Price and all of that, are going to be enough for Andrew Barry. I know he's talked to some of those guys, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if it all works out the way that some of the fans might want it to. Now with, with Clowney and Jared Mueller of uh, Brownswire joins me on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now, Jared, you know, of the defensive starters from last season, you know, last year you had a lot of turnover on that defense. This year you're getting seven of the 11 starters back in the defensive side of the ball. So with that being said, you know, do you think that the that the defense you'll be able to expect more of right from the get-go and maybe some more results uh, compared to what we saw last year and kind of more of what we saw towards the end of the season? I do. I think John Johnson is a great example of a player who – really seemed to struggle to adjust to, to what Cleveland was doing and whether Woods made hit some adjustments and Johnson made some adjustments. I think it's going to be great to have a leader who 
you know, really kind of turn that corner late in the season. I think that's going to be really helpful. And even when you look at the players that, you know, that aren't there starting, you're talking about the two interior defensive tackles. You know, Malik McDowell was interesting, had some splash plays, but really wasn't consistent. And Malik Jackson was a, a body, right? Like he was a veteran presence, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and then you're talking about, you know, Troy Hill in the slot. And so, you know, the Browns have a lot of slot options. You know, moving Greg Newsom inside is kind of the primary thing. But Grant Delpit was really good in the slot last year. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa really kind of started to come on. Uh, so they have some options there in the slot as well. So I think the talent has gotten better, right? So JOK, Greg Newsom, you know, some of those young guys, Delpit, you know, who is really in his rookie year, are going to get better as well. So, yeah, I think you're going to see the defense kind of jump off the page early. There may be some mistakes, and there may be some teams that want to run the ball straight down their throat and see what happens with smaller linebackers like Walker and JOK. But in general, you're going to see a defense that is perfectly set up to balance what the Browns want to do on offense. I know we're not used to this in Cleveland, at least over the the previous 20 years, but you know, I think that with the Browns selecting a little bit further down, you have some of these rookies that have come in. How do you fairly kind of balance those the expectations that you have for some of those rookies that that we've seen uh, that the Browns selected this year? Well, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, uh, Martin or MJ Emerson. I, it sounds like he likes to go by MJ. You know, he's he's the Browns' first draft pick, and I'm not sure he gets talked about much at all, which is <laughs> different than the last time the Browns' first draft pick was later in the draft. Bo Bell, the linebacker, it was like all of a sudden he was going to be some diamond in the rough as a rookie, and we know how that played out. I think you just have to realize that, in general, good teams outside of first-round picks don't expect impact players in the draft in year one. What they're looking for is they're looking to build a core in year two, three, and four where those players are able to step in for the stars, where those players are able to make an impact play here and there in year one, year two, and then maybe be available to start in year three. That's what most good teams look at, even even oftentimes in, in first-round picks. You know, they're drafting a year or two ahead of free agency, of age, right, which is why next year I expect Joel Batonio's uh, replacement possibly to be drafted in the second, third, or fourth round, somewhere, excuse me, in that range. So I think it's just realizing that a rookie, generally speaking, is not going to be a high-impact player outside of the top 10, 15. And then there'll be these random round two, round three, round four guys throughout the league that will make some impact early in their career. But generally speaking, good teams are always looking ahead with their draft picks, especially starting in day two. And obviously in day three, it's all about special teams and high upside. So the Browns have been really interesting in that their middle picks have struggled, right? They're Jordan Elliott's, they're Jacob Phillips, uh, they're Tommy Togiais, uh, Anthony Schwartz we already talked about. But then Demetric Felton and Donovan Peoples-Jones had these flashes as rookies. So um, I think it's just realizing what the goal of the draft is, is, is really to build kind of that core, build that depth and really get people in the system like the Steelers, like the Ravens have, that in year three or four, all of a sudden there's this edge rusher that outside fans didn't really know about, but the team drafted in the fourth round two or three years ago, and they're able to step in because a free agent got a huge deal. That's really what we're looking for for draft picks now that Cleveland is hopefully a consistently good team. Jared, last one here for you. I've seen it especially you know ramping up over the last few weeks, but – 
You know, Baker Mayfield, there was a report that the Carolina Panthers, and, and I know you wrote it up on, on Brown's wire, but Panthers were looking for the Browns to pay for 13 to $14 million of that deal. Now, I, I'm assuming that it's probably the compensation that they gave up in order to go and get Matt Corral, but, you know, at the same time, I, I just feel like the Browns at this point, you can hold on to Baker and still get that compensatory pick. You don't have to find him. You can just tell him to stay home. What do you expect, and when do you think that there's going to be some kind of a resolution with Baker Mayfield? And do you think that he ultimately, you know, gets traded? You know, where, what are you expecting with yeah. Baker? Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple of things. One, compensatory pick is assuming, A, the, you know, the Browns do not sign free agents uh, to equal or greater value than whatever, B, the Baker Mayfield contract is, right? So for us to get, for the Browns to get a compensatory pick, they would have to, Baker Mayfield would have to sign a decent contract next year. I think the other thing that we that often gets missed is Baker Mayfield can choose not to stay home, and the Browns cannot keep him away from the team. And so anybody who thinks that Baker Mayfield is just going to idly sit by at home for a long period of time, you know, without being able to play and show his worth and at least practice, doesn't seem to know who Baker Mayfield is. So <laughs> my my belief is this, and, and Mac, you, if we could search our DMs, you have receipts. I was very clear in November that it was either Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield starting for the Cleveland Browns in 2022. Well, right now they have both of those guys. But for them, the other guy was going to be their starter. They're not just going to give him away. They're not going to cut him just to cut him and let him go wherever he wants to go. So I would not be shocked, even as early as mandatory minicamp, if we have Baker Mayfield showing up. Probably not. The team and the player will probably agree not to with the hope of an injury someplace else, or Matt Corral looks like everyone expects Matt Corral to look like, and Sam Darnold looks like Sam Darnold has for the last four years. And all of a sudden the Panthers are like, all right, we'll split the contract 50-50, and we'll give you either a fourth-round pick or you know somebody from our defensive line or you know whatever that would look like from a trade perspective. It could be really interesting since Robbie Anderson made it really clear he didn't want Baker Mayfield in Carolina. Could he be a part of the trade to get <laughs> Baker Mayfield uh, so that he doesn't have to play with them. But I don't expect the Browns to just kind of cut bait. I also don't expect Baker Mayfield to just accept sitting home when training camp starts. Probably not going to make an issue of it for mandatory minicamp. Uh, both sides can agree to let him sit home. I just don't see Baker Mayfield agreeing to stay home when training camp starts. That's why we love talking with him. Love having Jared Mueller of the Browns Wire on with me. Jared, thank you so much for your time, and uh, happy Memorial Absolutely, Day, Mike. my friend. You as well, brother. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 